Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here in the studio. Pat here on the microphone. Yes. Both practicing financial advisor for the last few decades and um, been doing this program for 28 years. So it's a long time. (laughs) Good to be with you. And um, love taking your calls and talking about financial matters and all those things. Before we start, there's a reason that we're both still working, Pat. And it's not, right? I mean, so as financial advisors, a lot of our job is helping people get to the point of financial independence. And for many, that really means retirement, planning for retirement, right? And... um, I had breakfast with a friend, a longtime friend. We were friends from our oldest kids were in kindergarten together, and we were the science professors. We came in on Friday. I did that too. It was the most nervous I would be all week. <laughs> I, had, I had a white anyway, jacket. Yeah, we did the same thing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we don't think we ever shared. Anyway, uh, having um, breakfast with them, and he would talk about his boss at 55 retired because a new manager came in. He didn't want to work for the person. So he's like, I'm not working for this person. I retired. He wanted to, and my friend says, he's 58. He says, financially, I could afford to retire. And I told my, because he reports the same person. I told this person, two bad days and I'm gone. Wow. <laughs> so, so he's like, in a row? I don't know. But anyway, it's pretty much like, I, I love my job, but you make it miserable and I'm gone. I'm going to retire. I see retire. it all the time. So, and that, a lot of people retire, right? Just, just be just because of those purposes. But um, it's for us, it's really about helping people get to a point where work's an option and not an obligation. To the, these 100%. two guys, that's exactly their situation. And some people have a job where they still have a lot of passion what they're doing, feel like they're making a difference, enjoy the people they work with. In most parts of their job. Everyone's yeah, got course. a little part no, of their job. In every area of life. Well, I guess that's <laughs> I mean, right. Being a parent, being a spouse, all those things. <laughs> I always say if you get to 85%, that's a home run. Okay. So, um, so for us, it's really about helping people become financially independent. And it's helping. There's been a movement in our industry for this independent fiduciary advice model. Companies that don't manufacture products, that aren't driven by commissions, that are aligned with their clients' interests. And they've got a compensation structure such that their clients pay them based upon some sort of success outcomes. And as they become more successful with their advisors, the advisors benefit. If they become less successful, the advisors uh, feel that, that pain. The problem is, Scott, the average consumer can't tell the difference between the models. That's exactly and right. And the fiduciary model, us included, we... We talk about it, why we think it's so important. The non-fiduciary models just never mention it. So, this is all going somewhere. Okay. (laughs) I got an email from a friend of mine uh, over the weekend, last weekend. And um, it's this longtime significant other. Had an advisor that suggested they buy a three-year deferred fixed annuity 
with a jumbo compound jumbo rate. They called it a 5.3%. And mentioned the insurance company and asked if this is a safe investment. Any thoughts on that? And I got this and I thought, what? I'm, I don't know this person's financial situations that well. Um, I could assu- just assume they're not. So here's, I got this and I thought, they're being sold. And I, I did not mention the name of the company. It's a big national firm that manufactures their own products. They have some advisors. They have some branches, but they also manufacture mutual funds. They have all these other solutions. And the advisor's compensation varies based upon the products or solutions they recommend to the customers. That's true. Right? It's that way with most of those big firms. So they recommended this uh, three-year deferred annuity. And you've also heard us talk sometimes, like there's a place for annuities, particularly some of the older ones had some pretty good benefits to them. This, a three-year annuity. What's the interest rate on it? 5.3. You buy a one-year treasury at 5.4. You can buy a CD at 5.6 something. I actually looked at CDs. You could have a, she'd have a higher rate of return in CDs than she would in this product. If she could buy a, take a third and a one-year, third and a two-year, third and a three, or whatever, how you yes. want to structure. There's different ways to structure things. But the challenge with these annuities, so there's two issues that I, that, ticked me off by reading this one is that there's a we can tell one is that there's a salesperson who calls himself an advisor that's recommending this product for one reason a commission a commission a commission because the tax structure of annuities are terrible in this tax environment we don't know if this is inside of an ira or outside of an ira Okay, well, inside of that, there's no benefit whatsoever. None. <laughs> so treasuries or CDs. It doesn't matter. Would you got much more flexibility? And if it's not, odds are it's not. And if it's not, what ends up happening is the interest is, is deferred. It doesn't mean it's eliminated. It's just deferred until the annuity, you pull the money out of the annuity. And when you pull some money out, you, you can't just... It's not like if you if you put a hundred thousand dollars in a bunch in a, an ETF or a mutual fund, and you want a ten grand, you could sell ten grand worth. Most of it would be a return of your principal, your deposit. A little bit would be interest. If you took pulled money out of a CD, same Dang. thing. With an annuity, let's say you put a hundred thousand dollars in, you leave it for three years. That's couldn't this. You take ten grand out. That ten grand, one hundred percent of it is taxes, ordinary income. Horrible tax structure. It's not good. In today's tax environment. And the reason you believe that the so-called advisor was making the recommendation. I know the name of the firm. I'm not going to mention it because there's no sense in disparaging these because they're all pretty much the same. They are. <laughs> Vanguard, I think, would be a different. There's different structure. Yes. They don't have branches where people are getting uh, paid a, a commission to sell certain products. Yes. Or solutions. So they're, they're commissioned services. salespeople disguised as advisors. Yeah. Which is why, fr- frankly, which is why I'm still passionate about doing this program 28 years to help education edu- and, and to help grow the fiduciary industry. Because the majority of, of, of clients now are worth an independent advisor. The majority, yes. Not the majority of assets because some of these... Older people tend to have most of the money, and some of the they're still at some of those old firms. But the clients, 
that's where that's where the the business model's going. And so, anyway, I thought I would just There's a place for annuities, a three-year deferred annuity. Unless somebody is making a huge wage and in three years from now is not going to be making any money and you want to defer the interest. Well, it's actually making it much more cumbersome than it needs to be. Because you know well. what happens. Yes. What happens at the end of three years? They say your, your annuity is mature. And then what happens? And they roll it into a new one. They sell you a new one, yes. Correct. So the money never really gets out, does it? That's right. They say, and the tax problem gets kicked down the road further and further and further. Yeah. And then they say, oh, by the way, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to pay sure. taxes on this unless you actually roll That's it over. Right. And sell it for some another annuity. <laughs> yes. Seen it hundreds of times. Yeah. Not dozens. Hundreds of times. Yeah. So Especially, but- I got to tell you, the banks are big on this stuff, too. The banks that the they, we call them bank brokers. The, sit in the bank they're big on it they they love the annuities because it generates revenue yes more than much more than cds do yes yeah all right let's take some calls 833-99-WORTH is the number to line up a call to talk with us 833-99-WORTH or um an email at questions at moneymatters.com we're in massachusetts talking with jamie hi jamie you're with all worth's money matters how's it going wonderful um, yeah, so I, I had reached out to you guys, um, because I'm curious about the current state of rates. I bought, um, I bought a two family at off market at the beginning of 2022, a, that, a two family, two family home, like a duplex. Correct. Okay. They call them two families in Massachusetts as yeah, opposed oh, yeah. to duplexes. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. We all, all right. call them two family. Um, so yeah, I got a. A duplex in um, January 2022. I uh, lived there for a bit, and then I rent, moved out, renovated, rented both units, um, and then first tenants moved out that were already there and renovated the other unit. And now I um, I have what I believe to be about 250 grand of equity in. Okay. I purchased that. I purchased at 350 at a 3.85 rate, and um, my question is, I don't want to sell. My question is, do you believe that mortgage rates are going to continue to climb up and now would be a wise time to take out a HELOC to have the cash on hand for another investment? Or is that, or is it just too unpredictable right now to, to trust a, a move like that? Oh, so uh, this is a great question. So you've got the value of the home based upon what you just said is now 600, correct? It's, I mean, that's a rough estimate. Zillow doesn't, isn't familiar with the work that I've put into it and I've renovated both units. uh, But Zillow says right now it would sell for about 520. And how much did you put Uh, into it in, in just not your labor, but just pure cost? So I did most of it, uh, most of the work myself, but the, the cost that I'm at for total both units, I'm looking at about, I believe, 40 to 50 grand between the two of them. So your, yeah. your basis in there is about uh, 400,000. And what would Correct. you do with the proceeds of the HELOC? I would look for another, um, another property um, that I can put more sweat equity into. And could you get a fixed rate HELOC right now? 
Most HELOCs are not variable. fixed rate. They're mostly adjustable. variable, adjustable, so it wouldn't yeah, matter. Yeah, so that would be that's, – that's part of the, the question that when I say, like, oh, do you trust when the Fed says they're not going to go up a lot or – I mean, nobody so – no, so, <laughs> Nobody uh, knows what's I mean, going to happen with interest hear, rates. The market yeah, – Some days you hear that it's stable. Some days you hear they might go down. Some days you hear we're a long way from the top. So, But it wouldn't but, – but my point being is because it's a variable rate, whether you took it out today or in the future – Well, but rates will, can go up or down. If the Fed raises rates a few more times, as interest rates goes up on his, on his HELOC, so, and if they get cut, they go down. So he goes and gets a HELOC today at 8.5%. Right, and the Fed decides to raise rates another t- couple times, and now it's at 9%. That's right, but him taking out the loan either now or in the future is not going to make any difference. It's a bad call because the spread between what he would actually reinvest the dollars at. So what I heard him say is, does it make sense for me to tap a HELOC today, pull the cash out, Put it on the sidelines. Is that the question you're asking? Not so much the sidelines. Um, I mean, I'm I'm approaching 30, and so my next home purchase, I'm between either getting another investment property if the right one came about or just purchasing a, a home. And if I were to take out equity, I would be able to to put 20% down on something. So here's um, – so, so you're at 30. Good for you. For, like, yeah. You're going to be just fine if – you manage your debt correctly because you talk about taking out equity and that's a marketing term that financial institutions have created to encourage people to pledge their home as collateral and borrow money from them. Right? Yes. So you're not really taking money out. You're what you're saying is I already have a mortgage and I already have a bank lined up here and I've got it collateralized there. But uh, because there's actually equity in the, I'm not, I actually have some, of my own capital here. Now I'm going to pledge the remaining equity or at least some portion of that to another financial institution. So I can take another loan to lever up. I would assume to buy a property and then have another loan on that property. Yeah. You would be using yeah. it for the down payment. How much cash do you have? So, at the moment, cash is uh, pretty strapped, although I'm renting both of my units right now at a um, – I'll have a new tenant moving into the top unit in about two weeks, and then that'll put me cash flowing at um, about three grand over my – or 2500 over my mortgage. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. Congrats on this, by the way, Jamie. Good for you. Are you in the trades? By when you remodel these, are you in the trades? Do you know what you're doing? Am I like watching this old house? So it's funny because kind of. So um, not to get into a big story, but a long time ago or four or five years ago, my dad has had his GC for a long time among other businesses that he has. And so he's been doing this sort of thing for a while. And he suggested to me that I get my electrical license and then start working with him and my brother get his plumbing license, and we all start working together. And now neither my brother or I have our licenses in the trades, but we both have enough experience where, for example, I can look at the electrical plans of a of a house, and I can do it all by myself. Um, and so that's been able to save me about fifty grand on electrical costs, just like. And how did you get? 50, if but, you put forty to fifty grand into the two family place, where did you come up with that cash? So I'm on a I'm on a personal loan right now, but it's a zero percent personal loan of about 
of about 30. Get more of that. <laughs> that was what you yeah. beat me to it, Scott. <laughs> um, so here's my point. It, you pulling cash out, it, the market is what the market is. So you pulling cash out of a home equity line of credit and putting it on the sidelines due to the fact that it's an adjustable rate mortgage, I mean, there's no he, benefit in it. There's, there's zero benefit. No, he wants to buy something else. Right. That was, yeah, so that's the question. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust it just like having it in the bank, although it would be able to get me out of my uh, my personal loan. I like right the away. personal loan. If I you don't know, want the personal loan, I'll take the personal loan if I can get you, zero percent. You know yeah. something I, I would uh, I'd bet on you. I I'd bet on him. What are you talking about? I, I would if if he's asking, does it make sense to take some equity out of this property now, collateralize that, and get a new uh, property um, I don't know if you're going to do I mean, it. Here's the, if you were going to yeah, do it as an investment property, I would bet on you. If you were doing it here's as a the, primary here's residence, the, here's the, what do you mean you'd <laughs> yeah, bet I on? Would, I'd be looking to buy. I'd be really, I'd be looking to buy ideally just something that is a total dump, and I can get in there and get my hands dirty and make it something. Well, nice. maybe you should sell the the um, the two family. It's so hard to justify that at a three point eight rate. And just, so here's the so here's look we've. We've been around. We've we've been around long enough to see different market cycles and see uh, people do well and people who get blown up. Here's the risk: with, if you go down this path, you're you're considering, you can do it, and you it, it's highly speculative. And here's what I mean by that: so you take out a loan. Now you he's thirty. I'm just saying. Here's the you okay. take out an adjustable rate mortgage on this. You use some money for down. Then you got an, a large mortgage. And we go through a period of recession where maybe you've got a tenant in there who's not paying his rent for maybe a while. Maybe it stays empty for a while. Uh, home values decline a bit. Interest rates go up further on your variable rate mortgage on the home equity loan. Now your monthly payment to that is you suddenly find yourself cash strapped. And so the least risky thing is to sell this, pay the gain. And do it again. That's the least risky That's thing. That's right. That's the least risky thing. But I also like the concept of you keeping this as a long. But it, if 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 the money's going to be made and you finding a distressed property and fixing it up, that's the, much more profitable than holding on to a rental long term. That's correct. Regardless, of the but cost market of cycles can take can. And squeeze that out too. That's right. So, uh, look, you you're thirty. If you were fifty five, we'd like no way, not not a chance. Because <laughs> it's because yeah. there's like I don't know, maybe there's an eighty percent chance it would all work out well for you. But there's some probability, much greater than zero, that this would not work out well by by levering. By, That's right. By, by using, levering. By by using levering. You're thirty. But you're thirty. You're 30. It's the time. I feel like it's the time in my life to take risk. Yeah, I, agree. Oh, that's it. I took risk when I was younger, too. Oh, that's so. that's it. I mean, that's, oh, I did stuff in my 30s that right. I wouldn't do today, um, both personally and professionally. Um, yeah, I, so the least risky thing is, Scott said, but it is hard to walk on that 3.85% mortgage, which is, yeah, don't well then don't sell the thing. And where did the personal find the, the personal the loan? Father. Obviously, well that's what I'm that's my guess or yeah, uncle. I, I have I I work my my dad is uh we work in in Gloucester, Mass together, and he has a couple businesses that I'm working for him in. 
and um, I, because I do all this electrical work, I was able to, he bought a three family last year as well, that every unit needed to be redone that I did all the wiring for that as well. And so it's working out well for both of us, but um, we're just trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out how to get my hands on. Oh, uh, does he have other money? That's what, that's what I was going to ask. How deep is that? Well, because if you pay him interest, he might be interested. He might be more excited about investing further. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's something that I was trying, I was trying to avoid because I, I mean, just from a personal pride standpoint, yeah, I, I want to do it on my own. I get that too. Um, how, how deep's the yeah. well though? If you went uh, into this, that's... if you went into this and it just went sideways for a while and you said, Hey, can you, can you, you know, advance me a hundred grand just to get me through this market cycle? What would the answer be? I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't do that. Okay. I might be able to, if I had a really, really good opportunity come across, I might be able to pull out, like, say, hey, could you help me out with another 30 or something like that? But 100 would be, would be steep. It would be too so much. So, sorry. So, um, why don't you get, you can get a line of credit without drawing upon it. Right. That yes, and so I just learned. I just learned that recently. I thought it was a commitment by no. getting an appraisal, even so. Um, but they can so cancel yeah, I mean, at was, any time too. So what's the point of actually? Well, it puts them in a position to suddenly find you find something. And what's a property going to cost you to purchase? Um, well, that's the other thing is why I don't want to sell because um, the town that I'm in, Gloucester, Massachusetts, just got rated like the number one small town in America to move to and Massachusetts furthermore got rated the number one town for families to move to. And so, I mean, everybody has a different source, but any publicity is good publicity. So my thought is that the equity in this town is just going to continue to go through the roof. And if I can find something that is maybe worth like 400 right now, another duplex or a three family for, Anywhere from four as long, probably under six, I could probably turn it into a eight hundred to a million dollar property I, in the next. I would four bet or on. Five yeah, years. you might as well. I, yeah, I'd bet <laughs> on you. I would. I would. I like your thinking, right? And you're thirty. If you if you but didn't have the skill it set, risk. it's, it's risky. Risk oh, yeah. there. Oh, abs- The least risky thing you can do is to sell that existing property or to just save up some money and wait a few years before you buy your next one. That's the least risky thing. That's probably the least risky thing. But 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 he's I want to get ahead of it though before the prices yes. really start to go crazy. Well, here. we don't know what they're going to do. That's right. I mean, we that's don't the... we don't know what they're yeah. going to do. I mean, that's look, we all have self-confirming biases and and yours is right there that the prices are going to continue to go up. And that's They may or may not. They may or may not. We have no idea. Nobody yeah. knows. I mean, just to just to put it into perspective, two years ago, uh, a two bedroom, one bath condo in Gloucester was going for like, uh, but right, and which means now it's going for five fifty. That's the argument why you shouldn't do it. It's already up in price. The prices have already run. Yeah, I investments mean, are the only stress. thing in the world that people, when it goes up in price, they want more of, and when it goes down in price, they run away from. So, yeah. <laughs> I, but I do like, I do like, yeah. I do like, um, look, you understand the risk and I think the home equity line and then a fixed rate mortgage on the rest of the property, if you can get it makes sense. Uh, just know that the risk exists. 
Yeah. I mean, my thought process, and you can tell me if you think I'm let, like hedging my or putting out myself with too much risk. My thought process was as long as I can make monthly payments on something without overexerting myself, no matter what the rates are, it makes sense. It may make sense. But the thing to remember is during that time period, during that time period that you're doing the rehab or, you know, that the, the property isn't rented, it's the existing condo falls apart and all of a sudden there's no tenants there. And that's the risk. Or they quit paying and you got to evict them. And that's the risk. I don't know yeah. what the rules are like in Massachusetts, but my guess it's not that easy to evict somebody. Yeah, Although it, I am fortunate. I am fortunate that I'm getting my apartment um, approved by uh, low income HUD. communities. And so these. <laughs> yes. That's right. Places are are paying for the apartments. I I'm with ah, you. I got it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just telling you there is Scott and I own a commercial property together and we've owned it for 13 or 14 years. It's been that long. Uh we bought it uh 12 years. Oh it, my gosh. It this is the worst year for cash flow it's ever had. The yeah. worst. Because yeah, small businesses, some of them are struggling. They're, they and are, the ones that aren't aren't don't they don't say offer to pay extra. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's right. That's right. And there's more. It just it's the environment we're in, and we'll weather it. It'll be fine. But just know that um, whatever you write on paper and design the plan, that there's going to be contingencies. But you're 30, for goodness sakes. You're 30, and you've got the skill set. I if you were my son, I'd say go for it. Yeah, because, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Are you married? No, I'm single. Yeah, even more so. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go with it. Now's the, I mean, i got to say, now's the really time to take risk before you've got a mortgage, a spouse, seven children. Kids. Seven kids. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's from Gloucester. <laughs> hey, appreciate oh, the call, well, By Jamie. the way, I have a question. The uh, fishing history there, I've never been. I've always wanted to go. The fishing history, uh, phenomenal there. I, I just, uh, just the whole Gloucester, it was the cod capital of the world at one point in time. Yeah, well, I mean, have you ever seen the movie The Perfect Storm? I have. Yes. Yes, that, I've read okay. the book. I mean, yeah. nobody knows what happened on that boat because nobody yes. came back, unfortunately. But it's based on, I drive by the bar that that movie's based on every day. I hope you don't stop there. Yeah, I was going to keep saying keep Thank driving. Otherwise, if that's the case, don't do anything. Keep driving. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Appreciate Jamie. the call. It's interesting, Pat. I've got a family member, young young man, um, who he's in the trades, so he's a contractor, right? But he's always wanted to, to, to have an opportunity to buy a take a fixer upper and flip it. It's been on the market two months. Oh. Oh, yeah. Market conditions you have no control over. Yeah, so he's probably at a point now where any of his labor is gone. You know, he's not going to get any any return. And if it takes a couple more months to sell. And he doesn't want to convert it to a rental? Well, he's got a financial backer. Oh. That doesn't want it to convert to a rental. (laughs) I wonder how that financial backer feels about that, Scott. (laughs) You've got family members. <laughs> oh, I do. I've got pretty good protections on it all. But <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Mr. Nephew. I own this now. Uh, that's the n- nature of the business. <laughs> I didn't. What, uh, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> you try to help yeah, you, your family out. You can. Yeah. You do what you can. <laughs> I'm not, that's, I, on this, though, I said, he's talked about maybe renting it for a year. I said, I have zero interest in renting it for a year. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and, I don't. and you are the capital. <laughs> right. That was not the plan, and it is not the plan. And uh, and so some the challenge in those things you've got to be not only you need to be able to you need to buy it right at the right price you need to manage your the construction costs and do that well and then you need to sell it right you've got three things you got to do well yes and the thing that, that you can't control is the market conditions and you have no idea what's coming that's right we have no idea what happens tomorrow no, no. But he's, all right but he's a young man right your nephew's a young man yeah. It is your he's a great, though. He's a great kid. He's oh, I'm got sure. Three little kids and all that. He's a good young man. I, I love him. Uh, I don't love all my nephews, but I love that one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, uh, we're, we're talking with Jerry in California. Jerry, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Hi. Thank you. Hi, Jerry. Um, my wife and I uh, live in Sacramento. We bought our home back in 1996. Uh, Two-story house, big yard, pool, great neighborhood, the whole nine yards. We're now in our late 60s, and the house isn't designed to age in place. So we're in the process of, uh, we're fortunate we found a lot in the neighborhood we love, and we're building a customized house that's all ADA to basically to live the rest of our lives in. The thing is, our current house has appreciated so much in value that the property tax benefits from property yes, <clears throat> is really great. Uh, and when we move in a new house... Uh, What's your value I, of your home now? Now, I would say over a million. All right, let's just call it a million. And what, what do you, how much are your annual property taxes? Oh, gee. Um, I think it's like maybe 3500 Okay. And what's this new place going to cost when you're said and done? Oh, over $2 million. And is it the same county as you're in? Yes, yeah, same county, just same neighborhood, different, one zip code over. All right, and what's your question? Uh, the question is, I, I kind of remember that somehow maybe there was a, a some sort of benefit that seniors could transfer their basis under Prop 13 to their new property. On uh, homes of lesser value. Oh, homes of lesser value. Right? Isn't oh. that it, Pat? I don't there's remember. There's been some changes to it in the last couple of years. I don't remember. And there's some, it's, it was typically, and that's, I think, Prop 58, and there's going to be some real estate expert listening like, these idiots don't know what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> um, I believe it was Prop 58 that allowed for the, um, to carry forward the property taxes. And for, 50, for those 55 and older, there's a one-time opportunity to carry the tax base forward and you're trying to do some research as we're talking i am trying to do some research and i am not finding it so it is a great question and i actually do not remember um i know there's been some changes well county to county it can be different as well are you staying within the same county yeah yeah it well i'm I'm 95 percent confident needs to be of lesser value Okay. Okay. I guess I could check with the assessor's office. Yes. The tax, the tax collector's office. Oh, that the, absolutely. I bet you could find it online, but I'd check with the assessor's office. Um, okay. I can't okay. remember whether it it is just perplexing. <laughs> I can't remember. 
I'm saying the whether it's is that, that, you know with the if you're building stuff now, you know you yes. you can never get any you know the cost of uh, building and everything has gone up so much that uh, we were hoping to kind of make it a downsized house, but yeah, well your being, prop your property taxes are going to go from thirty five hundred to twenty four grand, and if you if, in a, if the lots in an area where they've got other Mellow Roos bonds and stuff, it could be worse than that. Yeah, no, I don't think it has any Mellow Roos. Doesn't have any Mellow Roos on it. Are you guys in a financial situation where you can swing this without impacting the other areas of your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. we oh, can do that. Okay, well. We can do that. So it's gonna, I was just hoping that, you yeah. know, if there was an advantage to take advantage oh, of it. No, there certainly is. I and, and, by the way, it's county to county. Some counties will allow it. Some won't. Some allow will in reciprocity. Count, reciprocity oh, from I, county I to they, county. I thought they changed something. To, it, yeah. It's been changed a couple of times. But, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're... Um, yeah, it's it's so localized. Um, but thanks for the call. I, yeah, it's in my recollection. It's when you it's it's buying down and. But um, I would check. I would check. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, th- a, thanks. Enjoy your call. Oh, thanks for sure. You know, it's it's Prop Thirteen. Can we explain to the yes rest of the listeners? Um, it's a California thing. Yeah, this happened. I think in nineteen seventy-eight, something like that. Seventy-seven. The sometime in the Howard 70s. Jarvis tax bill. Okay, so and. Lots of states, and you know if you're living in a state where the property taxes can get just change willy-nilly, and suddenly your assessment goes from 3500 a year to 6500 a year. And so what was happening in California, people were getting priced out. People lived in their homes forever, and suddenly they couldn't afford their property taxes. So with Prop 13, what it did was froze property values and said the maximum increase – that can happen is a 1.2 or 1.25% or 1.3% a year. It's just barely over 1% a year. That's the maximum amount that your property taxes can go up. Up. Regardless of what the value of your home. It, so it's created an interesting situation in California today. And there's talk. There's been more talk. Every year there's a little more talk about repealing this or making some changes to it. Because here's what happens. Like we just had this last call from Jerry. He bought it. His, his property taxes are $3,500. The house is worth a million. He's got plenty of assets. So what this says. Right? He's going to go spend $2 million. Bucks and he's got so, plenty of assets. So, Scott, when this, was, when this was frozen in place, he's owned that home for 27 years. When this was frozen in place, when he purchased the home, he paid somewhere around 370, 300. Or less than that because it's gone up 1% that's right. a year. So around $300,000 for the home. I bet he paid less than that. But Okay. Let's just, whatever, let's go. Yeah. The challenge now is his next door neighbor who just bought the same house is paying 10 grand a year for the property taxes. And so the, the, the primary beneficiaries of Prop 13 are really older folks that have been in the same house for years and years. That's right. And the argument originally was, well, people, these seniors can't afford their property taxes. Which there's two different things. Like, <laughs> if they can't afford the property tax, maybe there's another way to, to view it. But there's because there's animosity now with younger families. Like, why am I subsidizing? Because tax revenues come from somewhere. Where am I subsidizing? My next door neighbor's got more assets than I do. And every few years, there's a charge at this. Someone someone swings at it. The politicians, like, how do we fix this? 
Yeah, but no, 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 it's not going to happen. They, we're in California, they were focused on other things instead of that. Why would they want to focus on that? I saw, I saw the other day that uh, Newsom signed, well, how many bills? It's like 28 bills dealing with housing. And I thought, 28 bills. Like, the, st- the state is so regulated. I, to try to build anything, now there's 28 more, new, more rules you got to abide by. Just the administrative state, like the tax on businesses, can be phenomenal. Anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm not going there with you. Yeah, you are. In your head, you are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're completely aligned on that one. <laughs> I know we try not to get political, but I think most people listening uh, agree that things. When you overregulate something, it's a, it chokes the industry. It can. Yes. It can. Overregulation can. <laughs> Don't be so politically correct. <laughs> it can. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Uh, go to Texas. We're talking with Ann. Hi, Ann. You're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hello, and good afternoon. Hi, Ann. Um, hi. I feel like I'm a very small fish in a very large pond. I'm almost 70. I've been on disability for a while. Then when I turned 65, I went on Social Security. And I've only saved a small amount of money, and I just wasn't financially able to invest or do much other than just survive um and are you renting uh, right now no no i haven't worked in 15 years are you renting are you renting a place to live i'm renting uh i I lost my home okay so yeah um well no 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 i didn't lose my home i sold my home okay because physically i couldn't i did lose it i couldn't physically um pay for it okay but I couldn't. I couldn't care for it. It was too big since I had my. I had an accident. So out with that, and now I'm in an RV where I pay very little a month, and it's it's nice and it's small, so I can get around, and it's just much smaller than a 2,700 square foot. Is it an RV or is it a mobile home? Yeah. It's an RV. Okay. Okay. Now that you get up and move. Yes. Um, yep. I've saved, like I said, very small potatoes here. $3,500, maybe close to 4000 if I pinch a little more the next couple months. I am i don't know what to do with it. I mean, I just, I had hopes that I would have, you know, visions of grandeur. I'd have ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 by now. But it just costs too much just to live. And yes. And even tougher. And my money is going, you know, it's it's just not stretching. And a hundred your all of your income is from Social Security. Yes, yes, because I'm disabled now that I've had an accident. Like you know, more. and he, have you applied for any low income housing? I don't. Are you talking about that Section Eight? Uh, something along those lines, or senior low income no. housing? No, no, I don't. I've heard really bad things about. But her, oh. your rent, your rent. How much is your rent now? Well, she's in a RV, so she can move wherever the cheapest that's rent is. That's the beauty of it. That's definitely yeah. the beauty. Here's it, well, the answer to your question is that money that if how that should be invested, it should be invested exactly. in a, is high, high yield, yield savings, high account. yield savings account, a, sep- a separate account from your checking account. Yes, yes, but uh, there are so many on the internet. I don't know any of them. Okay. It doesn't matter. As long as they're FDIC insured, which they will be, you just pick the highest rate. They're it doesn't all the matter. same. It could be Ditchwater Bank. And it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Okay. It could be the it, Keating I'll... and Company. <laughs> Charles Keating. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. It's FDIC insured. I don't, I don't know if he's allowed to have another. <laughs> but that's yeah. Michael Milken Bank. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> oh, we could go all day with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, he, I, I'm well aware. Everyone's here, well aware. That's why we love you. He, here's what he, he, that that isn't. If you were, if we were sitting having a cup of coffee together, um, first of all, mine would be iced tea. <laughs> I've never seen you drink a cup of coffee. Um, I, I wouldn't be focusing on this. I would be. I mean, Anne, I would be worried about you in ten years. And and I, I would enc- I would encourage you to reach out to low income housing and and let me tell you how you, you know I'm not familiar with how it works in Texas but I I have uh, had deep involvement um, in this sort of space there is an organization that is throughout the United States which is called Mercy Housing. And yes, I've heard of Mercy Housing. Emerging House. And right down the street from us, less than two miles behind uh, the hospital, uh, it's now called Dignity Hospital, but it used to be um, run by the Sisters of Mercy, a Catholic organization. There are these beautiful small homes that are only for low-income seniors. They're, they're, they're beautiful, and they're normally income-based pricing. And and so, um, I would encourage if 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 I was having breakfast with you, I would say, let's 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 get into this system as quickly as we possibly can, so that you can age gracefully in place. And if you find yourself, and my guess is your social security is probably less than a thousand dollars a month. Would that be a fair statement? No, it's a little bit more, but not much. Okay. Um, I, this is where, that's exactly where I would go with this. And if it required you to reach out to social services um, on a state or local level, then do so. Um, do you have internet connection? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to start searching for um, a someone that can shepherd you through this process. And okay. oftentimes, by the way, you may be on a waiting list in order to get into one of these properties, a nice one. It could be a long wait list. It could be years. And that's why you want to start as soon as possible. Okay. Um, and so the, the 3500 is, you know, that's an it's, easy it, question. But I, I'm worried about Ann when she's 80 or 85 or 90. Um, and there are social programs out there that would absolutely improve your life significantly. So when you think about Section 8, um, th- there's all kinds of Section 8 housing out there, but you're a senior um, who has special needs. I, hadn't th- I didn't know that Section 8 pertained to... Well, not necessarily Section... I don't even know if that's why it's called Section 8 anymore. Yeah, correct. But there's programs out there. Out there. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and maybe you know maybe they have mercy housing in um in your area, but there I, I promise or you there similar. is something similar. Something like it. It's all basically Catholic driven, which is well. Mercy, you know. mercy used to be, but a lot of what they do now is administrate. And I'm 
Speaking out like, of turn here, they get governmental money and then they yeah. administer the programs for, for state, local governments and federal government. But, but the point being in the conversation that we're having now is you need to start this process immediately. Okay, we'll do. Right? Okay. You need to you need to to begin the process. You you're picture perfect for qualifying for these. Low income, disabled. Uh, uh, oftentimes, they may have restrictions about drug and alcohol use. I don't do that. That's okay, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's a no. She's laughing. <laughs> I'm blessed. Thank God. I'm not a. I'm not like you guys. <laughs> I don't have my crackers like tea every morning. I'm sorry. You not know. like us with drug and alcohol <laughs> abuse. You guys. <laughs> Was that the implication? <laughs> What's the weather like on your planet? <laughs> I love it. I What's love the weather it. like on your planet? <laughs> Uh, oh, you're awesome. All right. Well, take care. Lightly, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Ann. Thank you. Take Thank care. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I was about to say, life's really about relationships. But without a certain level of financial security, life can be really hard. Oh, Scott. And, heartbreaking. And it could be to the point where so much of your day is just trying to focus on survival that trying to even think out couple months a couple years a couple decades it's impossible it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking yeah especially for a senior yeah all right well that's the show for today i feel like i don't feel like talking anymore so um anyway uh <laughs> yes yeah yes thanks for being part of all worth money matters we'll see you next week This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.